0: Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Pro and Bro Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, I'm Arnold Telegaarda. And I'm Mr. No Days Off.
1: Fred Rosser. Episode 63 is a very special one. You know, I say daily, uh, don't die with the story and you tell it. And um, our next guest, um, you know, the money man he calls himself. Uh, I told him I was gonna lay it into him. You know, we've had many guests on Pro and Bro Wrestling. And uh, this is another episode of him sitting under the learning tree and him sharing his story. Because I say don't die with the story and you tell it. Uh, The Money Man, uh, trained by Damian Wayne. Uh, He's making moves and obviously he's trying to make moves with, you know, uh, the big league. So uh, I wanted to have him on our podcast. Uh, I'm a man of my word. Irvin Legend, thank you for joining us on Prom Bro Wrestling. I always say don't die with a story and you tell it.
2: Thank you for uh having me on here. I'm really excited. Uh I'm a man
1: of, I'm a man of my word. I'm a man yeah, of my yeah. word. I said I said, I, you, I, said yeah. I was gonna I have you me. on. Yep, you
2: know yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't got you for a second. Um, I wanna appreciate y'all for hitting me up, letting me come on here and share my story and Top Wrestling.
0: For sure, um, man. So, Irvin, It's you've...
2: always a good time when you get to talk about you know, something you're passionate
0: about. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Are you're from Virginia, right? Yeah, I'm from good old Virginia. Yeah. As as someone who's from Virginia, are you a big fan of Pharrell, N E R D and all that?
2: Yeah.
0: No? Yeah. <laughs> they represent the VA pretty hard. That's why I'm like saying, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately I'm from Virginia. I mean Virginia ain't horrible, but it's not my idea, you know. It's kind of where I grew up, but I didn't have a choice.
0: But okay, okay, you
2: know, you got Chris Brown and yes, maybe people like that from B A. So at least we got a little something. So oh, right
1: yeah, man, yeah, man, money man. Uh, I was telling Arnold uh, yesterday what well, he was telling me: consistency is key. One of my favorite quotes from Denzel Washington. You know, without commitment, you'll never start. But most importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish, you know? So, uh, when I bring up a name like Tyson Kidd, what, is, what does he mean to you as an inspiration in the wrestling game? Because you've had many, many inspirations. I'm an inspiration to you. Uh, talk about Tyson Kidd. does uh, that relationship click with you guys? Have you guys met before? I know uh, I've seen pictures on your social media. Uh, you guys have met. What does he mean to you?
2: Well, to be honest, man, Tyson's like a big brother to me. Uh, like, in and outside the ring, we've, you know, worked out together in the gym. Um, pretty soon, I'm going to go to Florida and drop by his heart dungeon to actually train the ring. Um, it's funny, I met him through Smith Hart, <clears throat> because me and Smith did a podcast. It was called Mike Ferraro's Rolling Podcast, and Mike was sick, so I took over his his spot just for that episode. And Smith happened to be a guest, and he's like, hey, I need you to run the podcast. I'm like, what? Like, I've never hosted anything, so I did it. And we talked about Tyson. I was like, hey man, like how's Tyson doing with his neck? And Smith used to love to rip me all the time. Like we weren't talking on the phone about Stampede or Canadian wrestling or like, you know, Canadian girls and like the drills. He'd like, hey kid, you need to talk to TJ yourself. You need to stop asking me. And I'm like, man, how am I supposed to even make this connection? Like, so I tweeted to Tyson, I'm like, how am I gonna do this without seeing you desperate? How am I gonna hit up TJ? Like, but I was like, hey man. You know, I, I just did a podcast with Smith and I was just checking in and seeing how you were doing with recovery neck, and, you know, stay strong. And I know hopefully this ain't asking too much, but if you can give me a follow back, that'd be dope. <laughs> and then the day, he follows me back and I'm like, okay. Now I see the message, not I can see him with DM. He responded within 10 minutes, which was like, damn, that's crazy. So I was like, hey, you know, really, like, I hope you get better Your inspiration with you being a smaller guy. I mean, I'm not trying to sound cliche, but you have a crap ton of heart. You literally dug yourself out of the mud, which in Virginia, that means you came from nothing. That's where I come in. I was like, hey, I'd love to talk to you one day or hope I get to share the ring, which I know. that I met like train or lift weights, and there was an opportunity. uh, He did a seminar with Kurt Hawkins at Creative Pro in Hicksville, New York. And at the time, I didn't have a car, but I said, I'll be there. I'm a man of my word. I will be there. He's like, okay, okay, man, sure. I know in his mind, like, how the hell is this kid gonna get to New York with no car? So I took a train, 12-hour train ride from Virginia to New York, York just with a bag, four dollars to my name. I didn't, I didn't eat in about a day and a half, but I brought my gear and I trained, and I told him, I looked I said, hey, man, like, they were taking, Kurt was taking road calls of the, the attendees, and he's like, uh, cause my real name is Irvin Tucci, so that's what I signed up at. And Tyson was looking like, what? Like he actually made it, I was all going back, what's up man, he's like, oh shit. And like, I didn't think you actually was like, I told you man, I was gonna make it. So I went left, I, I went, my match was right after MJF's. Cause you know, they, he let the creative pro guys go first and I was mm-hmm. back and I was outsider. I worked the referee, which was cool, but I put him aside and I'm like, hey man, like I made you promise I'd be here. Mm-hmm. Even if I was in the for five minutes to five seconds, I wanted to show you that I'm committed, I want this more anything. He's like, well, how'd you get here? I said, i Do you have, are you good on money? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I'm a proud man. I'm not going to tell somebody how I don't have the money. He's like, what'd you, what'd you eat? He said, I didn't eat yet. He's like, well, dude, you're hungry? I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry, but wrestling is more important than the eating right now. I figure something out. And he's like, you want me to give me some money? I'm like, Hell no, man. That's your money that you earned. I'm not taking money out your pocket, I'll, I'll be straight. Went to the, the market, ate 9 cent, little oysters. Like, I hate oysters, but <laughs> oh. I didn't have, I disgusted, but <laughs> that's all I could afford, and it was worth every penny, took another 12-hour train ride home, and then he literally texted me like, dude, I can't believe you did that Hey man. I don't mind it, it was worth it, we got to talk, and about a year after that, <clears throat> he was in Norfolk because SmackDown had a show him at the Scope. I took an uber from my house to uh one life from grant right up brandy street and we worked out and i was like man i bet you i could hang with you in the jam with tydee he he gave me work for my money with them sex it was me <laughs> biggie sasa banks charlotte uh and Lynch were upstairs this guy comes walking he's like how come we can't work, you know, work out upstairs? And the GM's like, well, let's close up the restrooms And he looked at me like, well, who is this guy? I've never heard of this guy. And before I got a chance to say anything, Tyson like, he's with us, so don't worry about it. Okay. So that, that was cool. I haven't seen him since then because he you knows the COVID thing, but I told him, you know, what I feel comfortable going to Orlando or Tampa, he's going to be my first stop. You know, so we just, we talk, you know, every day. And That's pretty much how me and him, made we went from a podcast. And then, Opportunities opened up and I took it. I didn't think twice.
1: How far? Wait. How far is? How far is from uh, Virginia where you live to Orlando? Would you fly or would you take a train or what would you do?
2: But Now I would just fly and then rent a, get a rental and drive. You know, uh, but I don't mind taking a train again. I mean, it's, it's what you. You got You got to One thing I learned is if you want something, you got to adjust accordingly. I mean. I've never been one to make excuses, but I've, I've literally found ways to do what I said I was doing. And another thing with made tight is we, we came like this because we've both been through a lot of the same stuff. We both told oh, you're small. You're like a runt. You ain't going to amount to nothing. I mean, yeah, he grew up in Canada, but not from the States, but our stories are identical to me. He literally proved people wrong with his neck and his Like, your doctor's like, you should be dead, or you should be in a wheelchair. Doctors mm-hmm. told me I should be in a vegetable state, and I should be in a wheelchair. I shouldn't be walking. And I play, I've been playing sports since I've been eight. Uh, because of my birth, my, my birth mother cocaine addict. So when I was born, I was sick. I, I was actually dead when I was born. Whoa. Like, it was perfect, no blood flow. Uh, left the oxygen to the, to the brain for a few minutes. I had mild brain damage, cell palsy, epilepsy. I was an in incubator for the first year of my life. Um, I was literally less than half when I was born. I was like, I was small. Doctors told me if we survive, it's gonna be a wheelchair. I had to learn how to walk, had to take like mobile skills, you know, lessons. And my mom like never gave up on me, taught me everything I know. And then when I got old enough, my doctor's like, yeah, he's not gonna play sports. Like look how small he is. He's I was, when I was 13, I was still like 120 pounds. So like, he's like, he ain't gonna play sports. Beefed up, played basketball, played soccer. When I was in high school, I did varsity football. Um, in university, I did wrestling in
1: high school, and then I did amateur boxing uh, right before I started doing training for wrestling. So literally, every time somebody tells me I can't do something, you can't. Yeah, you can't knock me out. You can't knock me out. Okay. So hey, hey, hey. And let me tell you, I change levels with the amateur wrestling. I change levels. I take you out. Uh, you know, the cross face chicken wing is in my back pocket. Don't get me started now. <laughs>
2: hey well, let's just hope we don't find out man i i i don't want to i don't want to tussle with a friend of mine you know what i'm
1: saying <laughs> hey i gotta pay bills man i gotta pay bills <laughs> you know
2: and okay. i hey, don't you talk to the money man i know about bills bro and i i know I, how
1: it is i don't mind putting a whooping on you i don't mind putting a whooping on you after this we pandemic you you gotta you know? catch me
2: first man yeah you gotta catch me first
1: Well, you know, our last guest that we had on uh, Limelight uh, was controlling his interview in a beautiful way. And you're doing the same thing. You're sharing your story. You're uh, telling a beautiful story of the struggle because people need to hear this. You know, it's very important. Uh, Anyone that listens to our podcast can relate to you or identify you and say, well, if the money man can do it, so can I. So uh, thank you for you know, again, sharing your story.
2: Yeah, man, and I really appreciate, you know, you guys allowing me to use this platform to share my story because between my childhood, being sick, and then my teenage years, man, that's what made me turn me into a man. Like, this is going to sound weird, but I had to grow up quick because I was raised in the streets. I turned to gang violence because after my mom passed away at 14,
0: never had a dad, I
2: don't know. I had no male father figure in my life. So, of course, I'm going to listen to people who don't care about me. I was banging with a street gang, got myself in trouble. Um, a week after my mom passed away is when I got stabbed. So that scar on my stomach is when, four, you know, four or five Crips held me down. They had a smaller knife, which they got me right here, and then another one pulled up a bigger blade out their sock and just took it to my stomach and ripped, ripped my stomach open. I felt every punch, every kick, every slice. Last thing I remember was trying to talk, couldn't talk. I saw steam rising from my stomach and I just I blacked out. Somebody called the cops, I don't know who called, but whoever did it saved my life because I woke up at the hospital and I looked down and literally staples. and I looked at the doctor and said, son, you're missing, we have to take out half your, half your insides. We have to take one of your kidneys out. We had to take some inches off your small, intestine mode until they were hanging out. I was in the hospital for about a month because I got an infection. And then I was released and literally stupid Irvin, stupid dumb Irvin went right back to the streets. As soon as I got my stifled on my stomach, what happens? A month after that, I get shot in the leg. So it's like, I never, and the bullet still in my leg, they could, they didn't take that out. Um, so it was like, I'd never learned until that happened. And now like, you know what? I'm going to die out there. I'm going to become a statistic in the street of you know Virginia. I don't want to become a statistic. So what do I got to do to make sure I stay off the streets? So I don't, getting the drugs. I love wrestling. So I watched, you know, at the time it was attitude error, not, you know, it was a hype, the peak of the attitude error. I was like, you know what, I want to be like Rock, I want to be like Stone Cold, I want to be like the people that take my mind up the streets and want to sell stuff. But how do I do it? And in high school, I was a nerd. I had no friends, never landed prom date. I, I, I thought I joined the football team, but man, I'm about to land a high girl in school, we're going to go to ring dance, denied Hard which is funny now because now she contacts me a few months ago. And, hey, you still Like, dinner. Wow. But, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I'm going to curb you. Like you curved me. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, yes. but you know what I'm saying? But the thing about that is like, you know, <clears throat> even in high school, as was an outcast. I was, I didn't like people. I didn't like being around people. And the fact that I liked something that wasn't real to kids made me an easy target for bullying. And, like another thing, I was the only black kid on my block at the time. The rest were Hispanics and Caucasians, and I got made fun of like a motherfucker. Like even my mom, my mom was seventy eight years old when she died. So fourteen years with her, she was already old. So like every time I got in trouble in middle school, back in those days, if you get in trouble, your parents has to come to school and and go to cafeteria and come get you. I was in the school of all black kids. And I had an elderly white lady come and get me. I got. It bananas thrown at me. I got spat mm-hmm. on me, I got mustard thrown at me. I got kicked on the stairs. I got, girls used to beat me up, like drag me in the girls' bathroom. Like, I got my ass kicked. And then I started, like, I had enough. I said, you know what? I'ma lift some weights, eat some PB&J salmon, drink some milk, try and put on some size. My first class, I'm like, cause I, I used to go to Buffalo Wild ones, but they started on the pay The indie wrestling was like, they used to have a little computer and sell their stuff. Nobody really paid us. They'll need any wrestling, who, who do you think they're going to pay taxes to? So I go up to Mark Myers, who was the owner of Southside Pro, which is where I got my start. i hey, like, what's the class? How much do I pay? He said about 250 a month. I fill out my seat because I don't have a job. I was like, I can't do it. He calls me. He's like, hey man, tell me your story. Tell so told me everything. He's like, okay. I'll give you three free classes. Too, Got there, man, this is gonna be awesome. It was finally in the ring. And I get there and he's like, hit the ropes. i like, what? He's like, hit the ropes. I hit the rope and I felt like I was hitting a damn bamboo stick. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> my back swelled up. He's like, yeah. oh, I'll take a bump. I'm like, what's a bump? He's like, what? what it,
1: wait, hold on, this is the first day?
2: Yeah. He's like, hit the ropes, take the bump. I'm like, what's a bump? He's like, bend over. And one of the students, uh, kneeled over behind me and he pushed me because he said put your, your palms down and I laid, I'm like what the f-? ow like what the <laughs> hell is this, man? he's like y- so y'all laying on this he's like yeah he's like, I can't do it I can't do it and literally he, he spent 20 minutes trying to get my footwork and I literally I was so small that I ran through the ropes like when I grabbed onto wow. it, I fell through I was <laughs> like yeah that's enough for the day he's like you still got two free lessons I'm like I'm straight. I'll just, <laughs> just come to cla- come class and I'll watch you guys. Mm. But then I got into like bodybuilding. I never went pro. I, I'm not even amateur, I just lift the weights. I jumped up to about two, 165. I got a job as a, you know, walked to the pizza place, some dishes. And then, you know, I was a little bit of money, but then I started selling my blood. For extra money, oh, which goodness. is not a good idea because I did it too much to where I was sick. Mm. I sold so much blood in one week that I went to training, like throwing up. Wow. I literally sold my blood to pay for my first three months of rest and training. Like, blood, sweat, tears, I did that early on. I did what I had to do. But then I put on so much mass, like, what are you doing? Like, nobody puts on 20 pounds of muscle once. Like, I did nothing. I was eating. It watching Arnold Schwarzenegger videos and how to put on masks to different body parts. And to me, I'm like, well, if I want to be a pro wrestler, I, I have this thing called show muscles. I mean, yeah, you want to have muscles everywhere, but to me, show muscles <laughs> are your legs, your yes. chest, your shoulders, your arms, your back. Legs. Yeah, definitely legs, because- Wait, hold on, let me, mean, t-
1: let, let me tell you about legs. When I, uh, I always, when I first started, I had long trunks all the way up until I got signed in 2009. And then when I got signed, Billy Kidman was like, "Why do I have on long trunks?" I said, "Oh, I, I don't feel comfortable in 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 long uh, in short trunks. I prefer long trunks." And uh, he said, "Well, Vincent Man is a mark for guys with big legs." The next day, I had trunks being made. You know, so legs are where it's at. What's she about two two thirty? I'm two thirty on the dot, yes, sir.
2: I'm good. I, I knew it. I
1: said you about 235.
2: Yeah. But I was told when I first started, this is a upper body business, oh. which I'm I was being fed bullshit. So well, no, no. Wait,
1: listen, listen. You're not being fed bullshit. You know, wrestling. It's all ice cream, just different flavors. You might like Rocky Road. I might like cookies and cream. Arnold might like mint chocolate chip. But it's all ice oh. cream. <laughs> I, 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 like I would. Well, whatever. It's all ice cream, but. People have different ways of teaching, man. And like me, uh, your first day, I wouldn't be beating you up and I would be explaining to you, you know, you uh, how to take a bump, not just take a bump, hit the ropes. I'm going to show you first how to hit the ropes, how to take a bump, you know. Uh, but yeah, continue.
2: So I put on a mask on my chest, my arm, my shoulders, and then my legs. Um, literally, my first year as a worker, I got Rookie of the Year, which is unprecedented because I went up I went up against 12 other indie feds in Virginia and the Carolina region. And at the time, you know, I was still a legend, but I didn't have a gimmick. I had like tribal types, corny music. Like, I think it was uh, What Set You Claim by J.R. Ryder. Didn't know who I was. That was my first ever theme song. And I put on a few matches, and they all like, you know, they do Hill of the Year, Baby of the Year, Rookie of the Year. So when I got to work in the air, everybody was like, okay, maybe this kid does have something, because he got voted from different, you know, feds. So now I start breaking out. I'm like, well, who is Urban Legend and what do I represent? Because to me, a gimmick, unless you work for a major company, a gimmick, unless a gimmick is given to you, your gimmick should be somebody you are that you never got to express, that's how it's natural. So Urban Legend to me is the side of Urban Petrucci I never got to be as a kid. I think, so when I have my glasses, my shiny, you know, headband, my jacket, top, all my shit, that's the version of me I wanted to express in high school. Now with me having an inspiration to Floyd Mayweather, it was easy for me to adapt because I'm trying to be as close to him as I can because virtually, I'm bigger than Floyd technically. I mean, was he, five, seven? So I'm, I'm a little bigger than he is, but I try to emulate him as much as I can because that's who I feel like I am, I can relate to him. But. You know, back to me not having a gimmick I started, I didn't know what was. And then it wasn't until I talked to Abyss. I think it was in 2017 when I did Monster seven seminars, trials, three different times. And the third time I got on the show with Abyss, like, hey man. Because that's when he was doing the cake gimmick with Rosemary and Crazy Steve. I'm like, I really need help. The First, the only thing he said to me room, was, hey, your gimmick should be who you are. Times 10, amped up. I'm like, okay, well, who, I, who am I? So I went home and I got a piece of paper and I brainstormed, but my backstory, where I came from, what I want to become. And that's how, when I started rapping, Uh, that's one way I get all my frustrations out. Because when I lost my mom, I started writing. And I lost, I I told you on it, I don't know if I told you Fred, but I lost my girl uh, last month. So I started writing again. And with me performing on the microphone in front of the live audience, that was my way of being comfortable on the mic. So when it came to becoming promo class in wrestling, I didn't have a problem. Some guys don't like promos. Yeah. yeah. But when I first started promos, I had this. It, it was like I was in high school. And I was presenting like the class project to the, to the people in the crowd. Yeah. And I purposely went last. And then right as my name was called, my like, teacher I got go back bathroom. I didn't even come. Back. I didn't. I, I didn't come back. I just went. The right? And then she emails my my sister like you failed. Like okay, cool. I'm like I'm I'll, I'll going to study hall. I'm not presenting a project. I, I get stage but I can't do it. But um, you know, eventually I outgrew that because wrestling, you know, at some point in time you're gonna have to talk, even if you don't want to, even if it's short. You're gonna have to, everybody has to do it. Yes. You know, Brock Lesnar's even done it, even though of course like uh, Millicent. right? And sometimes he does it. I'm surprised. I'm like, Shit, I was actually good and yeah. he not talk like that. Yeah, that was a few times where I was surprised. Um, but yeah, that's why I learned how to get my promos with rapping, mm-hmm. and then my gimmick was like, okay, well I have been I. Literally went through hell just to be here. And what do I want to be in 10 years? I want to be
1: wealthy. Irvin, Irvin, already hearing your story. I'm just letting you go because just hearing your story. I'm sitting back as an OG writer. If I had a promotion, this is how I would uh, build your story with vignettes and stuff like that. Like you said, uh, you times 10, you know, your backstory and all that stuff, man, people need to... uh, I see that started from the bottom. Now you hear uh, moments with you, you know what I mean? So, yeah, continue.
2: And it's like, you know, so it's like I had to overcome being dead as soon I didn't even have a chance. Like, that. like I was gone. I was purple. My eyes were glassy. They brought me back. I've actually been clinically declared dead twice in my life once from the birth and once from the stabbing because I lost so much blood that got my heart stopped three times in the ambulance. So after all that, I'm like, if I got shot and stabbed and I'm still here and they can't stop me, what the hell can I not survive mentally? And the wrestling business is mostly mental. I've been tested every day of my life. So when people say wrestling is mental, I'm like, I got this shit. What do I need to worry about people not liking me, pressing judgment on me, you know, one for my skin color and always after to up, oh, he's black, he can only go so far. Man, I've been proving people around my entire life being in wrestling ain't no different it's just another adjustment I
1: gotta make but, but when I, but Irvin you know five years you've been in the wrestling business yeah. what's what you know uh, you, you're tough as nails you know with your story what's been the biggest struggle with wrestling uh, that you've had to you know deal with you know where where do you see yourself and uh, you know a couple of years from now what, what what are your goals what's holding you back right now
2: my long-term goals in the next two years is to have land a contract, mm. whether it's from W V A W New Japan, which I really wanted to go to. Uh, I just want to show the world that I got something to offer and I can hang with wherever I'm in the As far as holding me back, I mean, mental for me, like I, I, don't, I don't, I don't like coming up with excuses myself as to why I haven't a signed. But I could just wait up every day and keep working. Keep doing something to to make myself to make opportunities for myself, so I can get signed. Hmm. I'm not gonna wake up on anybody like I'm not signed because I, maybe I'm not good enough because I'm not making connections. Well, for,
1: well, five years in the business, have you done tryouts at all? Have you been seen by any of the major organizations? Uh,
2: I've done seminars uh, s- with seminar? some of the producers from WWE and NXT. Oh, like who? I've been, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Tyson Kidd. I did one with uh, Mark Cohn. Okay. So we've been seen by, you know, some people. And then I didn't want in Pennsylvania with Scott Demore. I believe he's an impact. Yeah.
1: And what's been uh, what's been the uh, general advice? Uh, have you gotten any advice? Who's been some of your favorite people to uh,
2: you know, their brains to pick? Well, the best advice I got was everybody has their own journey. Not everybody makes the top quick. Not everybody makes the top at the same time. If you haven't made it, it's either not your time, or maybe that's not, not meant to make the top. But you won't know unless you put in the work. I've had other people tell me, "Just keep working. I'll put that at the top." I've had other people say, "You got something to offer, but you don't offer, You don't need to, You don't have nothing to offer us right now." It doesn't mean you will not have something to offer. It's just not your time. So yeah, now, I mean, so I, I
1: was—I mean, I was told that by AEW. So
2: hey, it is what it is. I, uh, I'm not putting too much, i put pressing myself with time, but now I'm like, you know what? If I put too much pressure on myself, it's gonna mess my mental health. Yes. So the fact that I have not got signed, to me, I'm gonna keep working like I am signed. Maybe it isn't my time yet. I don't know when my time is, but when it comes, I'm ready. Because I always came in life, preparing myself. Worst thing to do is not prepare. You have like opportunity and you fall flying in the face. Every time I wake up, I wake up at five in the morning, get my four mile running, go to work, go to the gym, go home at two in the morning and watch tapes. I'm always, well, I'm, I'm not taking bookings right now because I am kind of hesitant about performing during this pandemic, mm-hmm. but when I see stuff, you know, I'm still emailing promoters, I'm still making the connections I need to make.
1: Well, I mean, but, you know, Money Man from experience, uh... I can say that, like, uh, doing a podcast is therapy for me. And, like, I'm very grateful that I'm able to kind of do the podcast and not be, like, an old-timer and just do a podcast and just talk about the wrestling and not actually put in the time and put in the work. I'm doing the podcast and I'm wrestling. And uh, I've been doing some stuff out in L.A. I've been doing stuff with uh, New Japan here in the States here. So, you know, uh, we can't you know it's crazy we can't live our life in fear so we have to be safe social distancing i've been tested four times for covid uh and just be smart about it you know just wash your hands and just follow all the you know guidelines i'm not preaching to you on that you know but you know i've been safe throughout this whole uh experience and that's all we can do but i do encourage you to uh continue to have that mindset you do of just working hard and you know, working like you are signed.
2: This is gonna be yeah, that's my main thing and I'm putting in the work like I am on the contract. That's just a mentality. Nothing to me, you know, also me being inspired by Floyd. That's how he thinks. You gotta work like all eyes on you at every moment. I'm grateful for, this is gonna sound really weird because what I buy is complaining about the pandemic I'm grateful for not people passing away, but I'm grateful for time away from us because it's me time to work on other projects and really visualize how your life, as you know it could change, but you gotta make it. This is an adjustment. So this pandemic has taught me, okay, nothing is ever promised. So while other people are just, I'm not making fun of people for sitting around, but I've been working on my music in my studio and I am trying. I wanna release a mixtape uh, tape by the end of the year. I've been also doing casting calls. I'm I actually, talking Investigation Discovery in Richmond about re- doing reenactments for uh, murder uh, investigation discovery episodes where I'm uh, pretty much taking the place of a killer, you know, killing with a neighbor next door. So that gives this to give a chance to do my acting that I wanted to do. All that ties into wrestling. So once people see me doing acting gigs and doing music, that's getting myself out there. So and, I'm
1: and they have, acting, uh, they have uh, acting gigs in Virginia. Where do you go to?
2: Arlington, They got one in Arlington and Richmond, which is the uh, the casting calls for Investigation Discovery, Nightmare Next Door, Love, School, and Kills. They also do Bachelor. I applied for the Bachelor, but they haven't contacted me, but they did tell me that they're taking casting call for 2022. So I, I hope I get on Bachelor, but I have confirmed that I'm going to be on a few episodes of Investigation Discovery 1, Love, School, and Kills, and the Nightmare Next Door. Which Nightmare Next Door is basically you know when you have the cycle neighbor, yeah. oh look, look at that hot girl, oh but she's married, oh that's too bad. Wait till he slips up and I'm gonna I'm gonna do so. Mm. So I got two gigs, one in Arlington, one in Richmond. I'm actually gonna be going in Richmond uh, mid November and uh, early December for two weeks. Uh, looking at the script, filming that, coming home, and they're gonna put my episode on January episode so it's gonna be on the TV that's great man I feel, my name is my name is protecting. I'm going under someone else's name because that's mm. what trade yeah but he's like the thing about these roles is you got to fit the description. so like if it's five nine five ten ball after American dude I got I got the card yeah you know, pretty close yeah you know? and then it's just it's fun you know it's nice I'm not doing it for payday I'm doing it because I always love to act yeah and it's part of who I wanted to, what I want to do so during this pandemic I'm doing other projects. I'm enjoying time with my family. I just closed in on a house. that I'm moving into. Congrats, uh, man! I went straight from you know an apartment to a house. You know, I, so I'm very proud about that. Uh, so I'm doing, I'm doing my thing, man. I'm just enjoying life. And when I actually when I get out for here, I'm going straight to the gym. I gotta do legs. So. <laughs>
1: Don't yeah, no, hey. Just because we're on this podcast, don't try to impress the viewers and don't try to impress me about legs and stuff like that. No, hey, man. You're You're no. My, hey, man,
2: you cherry. No, No, man, you. Okay,
1: money man. I don't think you ever mentioned uh, who your favorite superstars growing up. Like who your, some of your favorite superstars growing up, and I'm gonna ask you, and and well. Tell me who some of the superstars that you enjoyed growing up watching, and then I have another question for you.
2: The Rock, um, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho. Everybody said Stone Stone Cold was cool, but he never really. I liked his him being a rebel, but he never really connected with me personally. Um, Shawn Michaels, if you want to take it back, Macho Man, Mr. Perfect, you know. People like Ric Flair. Do you have a dream match? My dream match? You want a live or a live dance dream match? Well, both. I, both. I think, well, alive, I think me versus Seth Rollins. That's a good one. If me versus Owen Hart or Borrell. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. And why do you like Owen Hart so much?
2: This is an unpopular opinion I've always believed. I'm gonna go out and say because I, I have the same kind of Tyson. I always believe that Owen is better than Brett.
0: Oh. And the
2: reason why is because he's more, he, he offered more. His character, his in-ring work, he had charisma. Not saying Brett didn't have charisma, but he had hints. He wasn't consistent on charisma-wise. He had his moments, but Owen was on the dot every single time. So if we're talking all around, I'm putting Owen over Brett.
0: I agree with that man, because I feel like oh when you know what this work in in japan he's more of a high flyer and he can also work ground like brett too and um uh... Yeah, I mean, as a character, too. Like, growing up. Well, I guess I'm kind of biased because I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. And uh, I always didn't like Brett as much because I was always on Shawn's side. But Me, too. As a fan, like, I was more entertained with Owen. The way he uh, gave those slammies credibility and he treated it like a world championship. Little moments like that. He was just a great worker overall. The
2: Nugget.
0: Yeah, the Nugget. But like, I'm not Owen the Nugget. Beyond,
2: yeah, he was well beyond his years Yeah, at
0: time.
2: And... If it wasn't for his with demise, he would have been a world champion.
0: Absolutely, yes. and to think, you know, at the time I when he passed, I believe he was only thirty four, and now you look at stars like AJ Styles, um, you know, all these amazing talent who's in their early forties and still wrestling that in their twenties. Um, Owens' prime, he, I, in my opinion, he hasn't even hit his prime yet, man. I agree.
2: I think when he was working, he's like he was too good. He was better than he actually realized. Like the same thing with like Orton, like I don't think Randy realized how good he actually is. <laughs> like, so to me, I'm always gonna pick o- Owen over Brett. I know Tyson was like, what? But, Cause <laughs> normally when you ask anybody else, like Brett, Brett. What about Owen? Like yeah. Owen, Owen will, unfortunately Owen will always be overshadowed by Brett for whatever reason.
1: Well, what did Tyson say? Uh, what, he disagree with you?
2: He didn't disagree, he was a surprise because he gets that question a lot considering how he has a connection. Because everybody's always like, right, right. So when I said, oh, and he's like, really, why? And I told him, like, okay, I can see that. He didn't really have an opinion on, like, who he thinks is better because he told me that he can he learned a lot from both. So it's hard to pinpoint one or the other. But that was just something we talked about because we were talking about stampede wrestling. We were talking about the traditions Tyson had to do in Canada that is different from here. And that's where he was like, let me ask you something. Who do you
1: think better? I want to break. I said, no. Oh. <laughs> See, so, uh, you know, we had Tyson Kidd on a couple of weeks ago and uh, just traveling with him, and I never wanted to let him down in the ring, you know? So our relationships are very similar, but I've been able to share a locker room with him. I've been able to... Uh, share the ring with him. And, like, uh, he's very creative, like, with, like, coming up with stuff. If I was struggling with maybe a heat spot or or something, I would just go to him or go to Fit Finley. I would go to Tyson Kidd, and he was just always so helpful. I remember one time uh, 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 Titus... Titus messed up something in the ring with... I mean, Titus messed up something with Titus. And uh, I think... Tyson said, what did he say, what did he say? Um, was he like, you idiot, or something oh, like that? Oh yeah, yeah, he like, you idiot. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Ty- you don't wanna make Tyson mad. So like, you know, I, what's that?
2: I've only seen him get mad one time. And now we're talking about Tyson, when I did that interview, I mean, it wasn't an interview, it was an Instagram Live, but we still got to do a part two. But yes. part one, we did drop your name, because he asked me like, who, Inspires me, who am close with? I dropped your name and I do remember him saying that he thinks you're an incredible technician. I don't know if I told you that part. I think I did but yeah. I wanted to let you know that so now like, okay. That's another reason why I stopped, why I started talking to you more and more because any, anytime Tyson talks good about somebody you know Tyson don't bullshit when it comes to reputations no. the biggest thing he told me during on Instagram live is his reputation. Your reputation gets to a building before you do and if you have a good reputation that follows you before you even get there, if you have bad reputation, you gotta try and change it, and that takes longer to change oh, yeah. a bad reputation than a good one. So me, one thing I want that I that you guys have is good reputation. I mean, I'm sure somebody don't like me for whatever reason, but I just want to be known as, oh, Urban, he's a good guy. Oh, he he, you know, he's cool. Or not oh, Urban, he's he shit don't work for him. <laughs> I don't want that reputation.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to that, they don't know you personally. Don't take it personal. But you mentioned you mentioned Seth Rollins as a, a current Dream Match. Why Seth?
2: One, you know, I think he's awesome. With him coming from the Indies like me, he made it Independence, bringing of honor, NXT main roster. I actually hit up his DMs. I, I do some stupid stuff sometimes, but I figure since I'm in the business and I'm I'm kind of not you know i'm not signed but I, people know who i am i got a lot of courage so i'll hit up these guys on instagram like hey i figured now is a good time to hit up Seth since he has he's about to have a kid might have more free time i don't know but being smart <laughs> i hit him up on not on monday because monday he's on raw so i hit him up on wednesday afternoon like hey man i don't expect you to answer i don't expect you to watch this but if you get a chance please watch one of my matches Five days later, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, I watch when I can," and then I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll you know maybe never." But like, he a week later, he's like, "He sent me a long list of what he didn't like." Wow. So now I talk to him once a month, if that, and I told him I said, "Hey, you know, next year I'd like to enroll in your black belt in Iowa." So I, I I know I bought a house out here. Maybe I can get an apartment in Iowa and train with him for six months and actually meet him and talk to him and train with him. And I actually got you know accepted, so Good. now I'm going to start paying. You know, so I'm I'm planting seeds to becoming better because when I when people say I'm a legend, I want people to look at my resume like he's legit and trained by one of the best in the world. He's not just top of his ass once. So I put myself in the position to bring myself one step closer to being legitimate and and, to, and upping my chances of getting a legit shot. You know, I've, I've been in the Monster Factory, not training, but I've done seminars. I've trained at uh, Creative Pro for seminars. So now it's time for me to get up my training and pause my skills and become better. So now that I did that with Seth, now I think we ain't tight, but I can talk to him once in a moon if he's not big. Which I, I never thought was gonna happen. I, honestly, I thought I was gonna get blocked <laughs> because, you know, I, I didn't want to bother him too much but it, it definitely meant a lot to me that he listen took the man time to
1: to. will osprey in new japan hero tanahashi uh i'm fanboying over them because they're doing their thing in new japan and i reach out to them on social media and we're having we're having conversations you know me and will osprey who also deals with, you know, mental health, is a big advocate on it. I'm a big advocate on it, so all I can do is just support him. But I get giddy when I uh, am having a conversation with him or Tanahashi. Tanahashi's got great style, so I'm always complimenting him on his style. So I'm fanboying over them. Uh, ain't, ain't no shame in your game, man. The squeaky wheel gets the oil, so you, you, you got to continue to be consistent, man, and you're doing it.
2: You know, I'm just at this point, I'm pick. being successful is all about picking your spots and playing the card drive. Right? When I say play the card drive, right? you have to open up opportunities so more opportunities to come. That's why I did the Seth Lawrence thing, because I'm trying to be trained by a very reputable person so I can be, well, as good as I can be, and then excel from that. I don't plan on, I want to make this a career. I mean, I call it a career now, but I want to be able to buy another house, get married, have kids, and say, I did that. It wasn't given to me. I didn't get it because of, I got from, because shit I did.
1: You earned and it, I, sir. Promised,
2: I promised my mom, like the last thing I told her before she passed away was I'm gonna be one of those people on TV watching. Last thing I told my girl before she passed away was I'm not gonna suppress pressing. So I got two people I gotta do this for, not just me. You know what I'm saying? I promised them both I was gonna make sense. That's what I'm gonna be. It might not be next month, Six months, next year, but it's going to happen. I I didn't join wrestling to just be a flash the pan. I joined wrestling to be somebody and do so.
1: Money, man. Yeah. Money, man. That's, uh, you know, time is money, you know? So I don't want to take up too much of your time. But like I said, uh, I'm a man of my word. We're uh, both men of our words. We wanted to have you on to share your story And, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be publicizing the hell out of you on our social media. However people can, you know, I'm good friends with Manny, Kalisto, all my friends from WWE, uh, New Japan. They're going to see you and just say, wow, man, what an impactful story, man. So thanks for sharing your story with us. I promise I'll do another IG Live with you so I can get... uh, my face out there you know what i mean you can't be stealing you can't be stealing all the spotlight all right you know there's room for everyone at the finish line don't get me started now
2: <laughs> all, right. all right yeah we'll definitely get an ig part two but, um i've been doing those i kind of took a break because of you know the stuff i'm dealing with but my last ig live was david benoit
1: mm. so, oh yeah, yeah yeah david,
2: yeah yeah
1: uh, he was a guest on our podcast, but I, I, I did see that that you guys uh, had, had an IG live. Keep doing more of it, man. Keep talking shit. Keep doing <laughs> your thing and all that stuff. Oh, that's not funny,
0: Arnold. No, I mean, it is what it is, yeah. man. I enjoy it. And listen... Um, I, you know, you, you can obviously tell that you have such a passion for this and you definitely, you know, put the work in you're willing to pay your dues even more and, you know, good things happen to good good, good people, man. You got two guys here rooting for you and I just know that it's going to happen for you and you got this, bro.
2: I, that means the world and hopefully it doesn't sound cliche, but wrestling literally saved my life. Like, if it was not for pro wrestling, I would probably be either dead or in jail. I made a promise to myself, my mom, my girl that I'm going to, take as far as I can go, you know, with, with this wrestling. So this is my life, it's all I've known. So I feel like, to me, I owe it to myself. Like, pro wrestling don't own the shit. But I feel like I owe it to myself to, to do this, you know what
1: I'm saying? And, and, and Money Man, never say never. Diana Peraza, we've had on uh, our podcast. Boom, she signs to Impact. We've had... Uh, Big, Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. Boom, NXT. We've had Big Swole. She's in AEW. AEW I believe. Yeah. You know, so, hey, man, never say never. You, uh, just never say never. And I think that's a perfect out. Thank you, Money Man,
0: for joining us on pro Bro Wrestling. I appreciate it, bro. Oh, thank you guys for having me
2: on here. Definitely had
0: a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Have a good one, man.